I bring you greetings once again. Our second New Testament comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 3. Let us listen to the word of God. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. Again, the verse 2 that we will be concentrating on this morning, the theme is rolling away the stone, and it reads, For an angel of the Lord descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, how majestic is thy name in all the earth. We pray that you would be with us as we meditate upon your word. Allow us, O God, to Try to not concentrate on the hot dogs and hamburgers that are grilling. Allow us just to spend just about 15 minutes concentrating on you. Not about school tomorrow, not about what we're going to do this afternoon. 15 more minutes with you, who are our Savior, our Lord, our God and provider. In your name we pray, amen. I'm going to do a little walking around today. Is that all right? So I might need a timekeeper. Who, who can be my timekeeper to let me know when my 15 minutes is up? I'm serious. Who can be my timekeeper? No one? Thank you. All right. Because it's 1140 upon my watch. Is that right? Okay. Throw something at me. Well, don't hurt me, but. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, I brought my boys with me. This is Shadi and Deshaun. Can you two stand up? They're really embarrassed now. Okay, let's see if you can catch, catch, catch. All right, um, I might not catch it back. Oh, see, ah. All right, this may not work. Help me, Lord. Okay, Deshaun, ready? Catch. All right, we're gonna. Okay. <laughs> All right, the joke was not supposed to be on me. Can you come get that, son, please? Okay, it's coming back. And the stone was rolled away. Got it. The stone, get it. Thank you, boys. So. Let me start off with a joke. This woman lives next door to this nice young teenager, and the teenager is always very helpful. You know, when she's coming in with her groceries, he's helping. You know, can I, you know, mow your lawn? Can I shovel your snow? And she says, what is it that makes you such a nice young man? And you know what he said? Drugs. He said, my parents drugged me to church, and they drugged me to Sunday school, and they drugged me to youth fellowship, and they drugged me to vacation Bible school. So I drag these two young boys everywhere I go. Let's give them a hand. I think they're a little tired today because they stayed up late. We had to get up this morning. So this is, um, we've been on the road. They've been up since about 8. So love you both. All right. We're going to be talking about this fabulous text where Jesus' body is no longer in the tomb and they come and the stone has been what? Rolled away. 
So I've been here long enough, so you all, we do this call and response thing, right? So the stone has been what? Rolled away. So what happens is, I'm a little troubled. This is the anniversary of September 11th. 846, the first tower, North Tower, plane went into it. 9.03, the South Tower was hit. Hmm. It's kind of hard, isn't it? 9.37, plane goes into the Pentagon. 9.59, the South Tower falls. At 10.03, that plane with all those strong people that love their children and their families had that plane go down so that other lives would not be taken. Whew. And at 1028, the North Tower fell. Mm, mm, mm. And here we are 15 years later. Somebody has forgotten that Jesus rolled the stone away. There is no need for anger and hate and bigotry against anybody. Whether you're a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim, a Buddhist, an atheist, Jesus died on the cross for everybody. And somehow, 2,000 years later, 15 years later, we still don't get it. We've got a Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, everybody's calling themselves names, talking about people's wives, talking about people's children. The young, I don't see any Native Americans in here. Everybody else came on a friggin' boat. And some came because they wanted, and some came because they didn't. We've got to remember who God was. This is a hard, I, this was, I was supposed to be talking about your amygdala being hijacked. I'll have to do that two Sundays a week because one o'clock, God said, oh no, you got to preach this. I don't want you to raise your hand, but we got some bullies in here. We had some folk that were bullies in high school. We got bullies in the church. Maybe not here, praise the Lord. <laughs> some of you have been bullied. Do you know how we get to a 9-11? It starts with me saying something about you that I don't like, right? And then I go and tell my friends, and they spread that word about that one thing I don't like about you. And that one thing that I don't like turns into something I can't stand you. Don't y'all do that, young people? Twit and tweet and, what is it, flap chat? What's it called? Snapchat. <laughs> they get something new every day. And then I start talking about your sister because she's in the school too. And then we go somewhere, you, we see you in a restaurant, we talk about your mother, we talk about your grandmother. One little word, one little talk turns into this whole spiel. And then we don't like your whole family, we don't like your friends, we don't like your tribe, we don't like your kind. And that like turns to hate. And that hate against, how can you hate a whole people when you don't know any of the people? I work in the hood, and I would get mad every time people would talk about people that live in public housing. And I say, unless you have put your foot 
under the table of somebody in poverty. You can't say nothing to me about them because you're looking at them from afar. I may look good from afar. <laughs> not, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> when I get close up, I look good too. How about that? Because we all do. <laughs> Come on now. God is a good God and God is a great God. And God does not want us to be separated. We are distracted. Why haven't we found a cure for cancer? Because we're distracted by all this other mess, that's why. Distractions. It's okay for politicians to call each other, it's acceptable. If I called somebody a, a young person, if you called somebody, if you called your teacher a nerd or a turd, would you get in trouble? <laughs> oh yeah, you'd probably get expelled from school. But it's okay to do that and, and we accept it. So we're telling him it's okay. If we're telling him it's okay now, it's going to be okay when they become president. When you name call one person, that means you can do character assassination upon another person, right? Correct? We're not supposed to throw stones. See if you can catch. Okay, hand it back to me, praise the Lord, because I, I don't think y'all need to see me bend down again. That's, not supposed to throw stones. We're supposed to roll the stone away. Tell that story. This, next time somebody talks about Africans, the next time somebody talks about Jews, the next time somebody and kids, you say somebody is fat, somebody is too skinny, look at her hair. The next time one of your friends in school, young people, says something to somebody else, just whisper to them, guess what? Jesus rolled the stone away. You go to church? When you, oh, I know what happens at the water cooler. I can't wait to get to, to work on Monday. We, all those shows we watch, I know you don't watch any of them. Power and how to get away with murder. and Y'all don't watch any of them, do you? Uh-huh. Somebody in here has got to be watching some of those shows. What's the other one we watch, boys? Empire. I don't know some of the ones on cable because that's too. But we go to work. Some of y'all going to get on the Snapchat when you get home and talk about what happened at church. I know there's talking going on, whispering and stuff, right? Don't we do it? We still have those. You know, we have a meeting in the church, and then we used to have the parking lot meeting. Now we have those when we get home, right? Yep, still happens, doesn't it? Oh, the truth will set you free, won't it? How am I doing on my, on my time? <laughs> it's his fault. Thank you. Let me share with you a story. A story about love. What's love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it, right? Mm, who was that very white voice? Who said that? Was that you? Who said that? Whoa, Barry, I'm like, where's Barry White in the house? <laughs> all right, here's a story about love. All these feelings are on the island. There's love, and there's envy, and there's jealousy, and there's happiness. They're all on the island. And so one day, the island begins to sink. And all the other feelings begin to get themselves together and all their belongings. And each one of them gets on a boat and they begin to depart the island. But love, being love, you know, can't separate. Love can't separate. 
I know your husband may get on your nerves, but you love him deeply, don't you? And your I mean, your children sometimes, don't they pluck the last nerve? But you love them. What I do, this affirmation, you're so sweet, don't I, Shadi? He's going to get me when we leave. I say, you're so sweet and you're so kind. That's what I say to him. That kind of calms me down every other time it calms me down. So love can't get off the island. So love sees everybody else is moving. So love goes over to sadness and says, sadness, please help me. Let me get on your boat. And, and sadness says, oh, I'm too depressed about leaving the island. I, I just can't let you on my boat. I'm too sad. And sadness just rolls on and Love runs over to envy, and envy, please, please let me get on your, your boat. And, and envy says, no, no, I'm just, I can't let you cut on my boat. And he goes to vanity, and vanity's like, oh, I'm just so busy spraying my hair and getting my lipstick and makeup on, and, and you're just going to mess everything up if you get in my boat. And love goes over to riches. You think riches lets him on a boat? Absolutely not. Richard says, I've got all my gold and all my silver and all my bronze. And if I put you in my boat, it will weigh too much and the boat will sink. Love just keeps asking and asking. And finally, someone allows love to get on their boat and love finds himself on the other side and he's cheerful and he turns around and he wants to thank the person that assisted him and he can't find that person, so he goes to knowledge because knowledge knows what? Everything. And you know what knowledge says? Knowledge says time lets you on her boat. And love says time. Why would time want to help me? And knowledge says it takes a lifetime to understand how deep love is. It takes a lifetime for us to understand how deep love is. But if some of us have been in the church our entire lives, we should know how deep love is right now. If you've had tragedy in your life, don't you know about love? If you've had good times, if people have recovered from sickness, people's diagnosis has been overturned, people have survived all kinds of isms, racism and sexism, classism. My new word is ignorantism. <laughs> if you have made it, then you know how deep love is. And we've got to share that love. I love your prayer list out here. And my favorite text is on Thursday, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He or she that loveth not do not know love, because God is love. What is God? God is love. And God so loved the world. How many of you would give your child up for somebody else? God so loved the world. He loved wretched you and me. 
You and me that can't f- figure out where Galatians is in the Bible. You and me that can't find the Bible. God loves us over and over and over again. And he loved us so much that the stone was rolled away so that we could have access to God and everybody else could have access as well. I'm a universalist. I can't judge anybody else. I mean, if you had to write down all the things I've done bad, you'd take it from here to Baltimore and back, from Baltimore to here. And some of y'all wouldn't be far behind me, amen? Mm-hmm. But we try to be as faithful and loving to God as we can. No more stone throwing. No more name calling. No more character assassination in this church, in your community, in our schools, in the workhouse, in the government house. Because our God, when his disciples wanted to cut off an ear, sold it back. Because our God is a God of victory and not a God of death, a God of love and not a God of destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're going to begin our prayer, and I'd like to combine all of our prayers together. So I'm going to ask if you could come and move towards the center, and if we could all hold hands. I understand it's a tradition now, maybe for some who haven't been here a few Sundays, someone made a prayer request that the church stand and hold hands around the church to pray for the church. And so we're going to combine our prayers for 9-11 with our prayers for the world and the prayers for the church. Would you please stand? Let's come this way. Or you can just stand right in your aisle, it's fine, whichever way you want to do it. If you want to come out here, come on. Whichever the, the way the Lord inspires us. If we truly believe in the power of prayer, then what we will pray today will come to pass today. Because we are all treasures. A few of you are a little older than me. So that means you've lived longer and you're wiser and prayerfully your faith in God is stronger than my faith in God because maybe you've been over a few mountains and been down in a few more valleys than I have been. Amen. And so all of our collective stories, even our young people's stories, Together, we can move this church off this foundation if we prayed hard enough. If you believe it, it will come to pass. We're going to pray, and at the end of our prayer, we will recite the Lord's Prayer. And then I'm going to ask you to hug somebody. Because we've been talking about love today. Let us pray. Oh, Lord our God, 
who loved us so much that your son would come to earth, live among us, teach us one-on-one, and even those who are most marginalized. You just turned the world upside down. You had a woman that was the first preacher of the gospel, oh God. You're a great God, and you're continuing to turn the wheels of justice where they ought to be. So we thank you, oh God, for the treasure that we're holding in our right hand. And we thank you for the blessing that we hold in our left hand. And together, oh God, we can move a mountain. We can cause the seas to part and your people to walk through. Because you said if we believe, it will come to pass. So we pray, oh God, mm, for the 3,000 families in two hours the entire world was changed forever. For those that didn't say goodbye, for those that weren't able to say I love you, for those that weren't able to say I'm sorry, we know that the power of the Holy Spirit will mend that but there is still sorrow 15 years later. Children that have never seen their mother or their father. You are God of love and we will not let hatred overtake our love. We have sadness, but it will not overtake our love and the power of God that will heal every pain and every sorrow. For the first responders, the volunteers, the news reporters, everyone that even died because of the effects of the dust and all of the other issues, oh God, we unexpectedly related just because they were trying to help. We pray for those families. And we ask that those who are here on the other side do not let those lives be lost in vain that we would be instruments of hope and not instruments of hate, that we would remember, O oh God, that you are still on the throne. We not only pray for those who were affected by 9-11, we pray for this church, O oh God. We pray for its pastor, Linda, we pray for the elders, O oh God. We pray for the deacons. We pray for the children in Sunday school, the teachers. We pray for everyone who is committed to this ministry. Mold and shape us, O oh God, for a new year. It's homecoming. So we come home and we talk about yesterday, but we talk about what we're going to do new tomorrow. And so when we come back a year from now, I know this church is going to be on fire. There are going to be some stories to be told about how good God is and how God took us through the storm. And we can see the bright, beautiful rainbow, double, triple, quadruple rainbow as a result of the love that we have for God and one another. Finally, we, we pray for everyone listed on the sick and shut-in list. 
We particularly ask that you pray for the Dinacio family at the loss of William's brother last night. Just hold them and comfort them. Let them know that we love them right now and God loves them more. We ask that you would take all of the silent prayer concerns of our hearts, O God, and we lift them to you as together we recite the prayer that you taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day a daily bread and forgive us our as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Give someone a hug. God loves you and so do I.